Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Go to the Word of God. I want to go to the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 47. Ezekiel chapter 47. And I'm going to begin reading at verse 1. Um, um, yeah, verse 1. And we're going to read down through verse 11. It says this. It says, Then he brought me back to the door of the temple. And there was a water flowing from under the threshold of the temple. Toward the east. For the front of the temple faced the east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. And he brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside of the outer gateway that faces the east. And there was water running out on the right side. And then the man went out to the east with the line in his hand or tape measure in his hand. And he measured 1,000 cubits. And he brought me, through the, brought me through the waters. And the water came up to my ankles. And he measured 1,000 again. And, the, and he brought me through the waters. And the water came up to my knees. And he measured again 1,000. And he brought me through the water. And then the water... The, then, <laughs> and when he measured 1,000 again, the water came up to my waist. And again, he measured 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep, water in which one must swim. The King James says, waters to swim in, a river that could not be crossed. He said to me, son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned returned me to the bank of the river. When I returned there along the bank of the river, were very many trees on one side and on the other. Then he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region. It goes down into the valley and it enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the rivers go will live. Wherever this river flows, wherever this water flows, it said it brings life. There will be a very great multitude of fish. I love that. Because these waters go there, for they will be healed, and everything will live wherever the river goes. It shall be that the fishermen will stand um, by it from Jedi to Angalam. There will be places for spreading their nets. Their fish, it says, will be of the same kinds, and the fish of the great sea exceedingly many. But its swamps and marshes will not be healed. They will even turn over to salt. Although the bank of the river on the side and that will grow all kinds of trees used for food, their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. Lord, we just thank you for your word. And Father, I just pray we commit and dedicate this service to you. And we ask Holy Spirit now that you would just... Do what you want to do in this service, it's your service. I ask that you would lead us and guide us and direct us and speak to our hearts. Although a general word may be spoken, I pray that it would be tailored to all of our lives. Let it speak specifically to us. For this, I give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. In this particular text or story, 
we find the prophet Ezekiel, the scripture said, in a dream or a vision, if you would, it said that it, at, during this time he's in Babylonian captivity. And the Bible said that there was an angelic being. The Bible, it says actually a man. Some translation says an angel. But the scripture said this angel or this, this angelic being came and, he, and um, he came and grabbed Ezekiel, the scripture said. And he took him and he led him to this place. He brought him to the temple. And the Bible said he brought him to the door of the temple. And I love the wording because it said, and he brought me back. To the door. Notice that. Did you catch that? He brought me back to the door of the temple. Other words signifying that obviously he had been here before. This wasn't the first time that he visited this particular place. Now previously, I don't know why the door maybe wasn't open in previous times or why what he was seeing and why what he, he, what he was about to experience maybe wasn't present previous. Maybe it wasn't there before. But this particular time, the, pro, the, the angel brought him back to the door, the scripture said. And what you have to understand that doors in the Bible often represent opportunity. Doors often, often represent opportunities, opportunities that God would open up, opportunities that we have in life. And I believe that the church, the church of the living God and this church, that we stand at the door of some of the greatest opportunities that we could have to make a difference in this world. I believe that we stand at the opportunity to be able to see God's kingdom advanced in tremendous ways and in tremendous power. I believe that we as a church stand at the door of opportunity, can do more than we've ever done before, can see more than we ever saw before, and can go further than we've ever gone before. I don't know about you, but I believe that we stand at the door of opportunity, despite how difficult and challenging things may be that surround us, despite how dark the days may come. Because here's the reality. I love what John Maxwell said. He said, there's no such thing really as a problem. There's just opportunities for solution. Understand that's what the church is. Despite all the problems that are in the world, despite all the difficulties and challenge, the church has been placed here to be to be an opportunity to take advantage of the opportunity to provide a solution for a lost and broken and dying world and that solution is Jesus Christ and the love of God even Paul said, he said, I, I pray for open doors of opportunity for the gospel. He even put it like this. He said in 2 Corinthians 2, 12, he said, there came to me in trust to preach the gospel. The Lord opened up a door of opportunity. I'm believing in 2016 that God is going to open up doors of opportunity for free chapel like never before to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Come on. I need somebody to believe that we can make a difference like never before in 2016 that God can begin to open up opportunities in every place in every area in every nation come on let's believe to invade places that we've never gone before with the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the Bible said there the prophet stood at the door where the where there's water the scripture said as he stood there he noticed something about that door that water was coming from under the threshold of the door. And as he stood there, he looked down and he looked beneath his feet and there's water. 
In other words, his feet are wet or his soles, the soles of his shoes are now in the water. But then the scripture said that the angel came and he stood and he said, I know that you're looking around and you may not quite understand. He said, but follow me. I'm going to take you a little bit further. In other words, I, you may not understand everything that you're looking at right now, and it may not make sense to you. And you're wondering probably where in the world is this water coming from? But he says, but don't worry. He said, I want you to trust me because I'm about to take you just a little bit deeper. And I want to preach to you this morning with the subject or the title, Let's Go Deeper. Because I believe that's what the angel was saying to Ezekiel. He said, it's just on the souls right now. You're just stepping into it right now. But I want you to know that there's more. So let's go deeper. And the scripture said that he took him. But he said, follow me. And he took him out and he went around and he came to a place and he said he had a measuring tape in his hand. And he began to measure a thousand cubits, the scripture said. And he measured out and he came and he said, I want you to come right here. And when he measured the thousand and he stood right there, the Bible said there was a change. Now the water was not just under his soles, but the scripture said the water was at his ankles. The water had gotten a little bit deeper. But then he said, you know what? Let's go a little bit deeper, the angel said. And he measured out just a little bit more. And he said, Ezekiel, come on down. And when he came a little bit further, he noticed the difference. Now it wasn't just water under his soles. Now it wasn't just water at his ankles. But now the water had come to his knees. What I love about Ezekiel, in that moment, I'm sure the, the, he had questions. But what I love is that he didn't resist going deeper. He said, I'm following you even if I don't understand. Because see, in order to go deeper, it's not automatic. It has to be intentional. He could have chose to stay in the place of just wet souls. But even when he didn't have all the details, even when he didn't have all the answers, he chose to trust the man of God when he said, let's go deeper. And he was willing to go forward. But then the angel said, you know what? I know, but, but, but we're not done yet. Let's go a little bit deeper. They went a little further, the scripture said, and now the water, he looked down, not, not wet soles, not wet ankles, not wet knees. Now the water is up to his waist. Could you imagine what he was thinking and was going through his mind? What in the world am I getting myself into? But then the angel said, I know, I know, I know, I know, but just hold on, hold on. Let's go a little bit deeper. And he went on a little bit deeper. And, he, and when he got to that point, the prophet said, now, wait a minute, because when he saw that place, he said it was a broad river that he could not cross. He said it's too wide to go around. He said it's too deep to go under. He said, and I sure can't fly over. And he said, it's so big. The only thing that I can conclude is this is just waters to swim in. In other words, I, I, when, when I make this next step, I'm getting into a place where I'm overwhelmed in this river. I'm covered in this river. I'm consumed in this river. I'm no longer standing on my own strength and my own ability, but I'm in a place right now where I'm doing nothing but swimming in the water. Mm -hmm. What you need to understand is 
This is the place that God wants you and I to be. It's a, it's a type and shadow of a progressive walk and relationship with, that we need with God. That just like the, 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 the angel came to the prophet Ezekiel and said, I want to take you deeper on this journey. I don't want you to be satisfied where you've been because there's more. I don't want you to stay where you've always been because there's a place that I want to take you. And it's going to require you willing to go deeper. See, when he's in the deep place, it's now he's no longer in control. Now he's in a place where all he can do is just rely on the waters that have consumed him rely on the waters that he's down in and what I want to talk to you today about it is now a great opportunity if ever before that we have especially during this time of fasting to go deeper because see as this is as, as, as this is a progression that we see that it's a process of progression that we must go in. But unfortunately, what was meant to be a process of progression, sometimes people make it a permanent place that they stay. Instead of moving forward, they settle over here at wet soles. They settle over here at wet ankles. They settle over here at wet knees and wet waist when all along God has intended for you to be in waters to swim. Notice as, 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 as they progress, things got bigger. Hallelujah. As they progress, things got greater. As they progress, things got more miraculous. In other words, there's some stuff that you will never see if you stay over here. There's some things you will never experience if you stay over here. There's some things you'll never tap into, walk in, possess, and have if you stay over here. But God is saying to you and I this morning, let's go deeper. Let's get out in the water. Let's get to the place where there's waters to swim in. Notice the places of progression. The Bible said that at first it was at his ankles. What do you mean his ankles? Well, the Bible said this in Acts chapter, in Acts chapter 3. That when Peter and John found the man at the gate called Beautiful, he was lying lame in his feet. But he looked at them, the scripture said, and they said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give unto thee. Rise up in the name of Jesus. And the Bible said the lame man got up, but listen to the wording. He received strength in his ankles. And when he received strength in his ankles, the Bible said he went to leaping and jumping in the temple. He was leaping. Now that he's got strength in his ankles, now that the water has hit his ankles, he's gone from a paralyzed place. Watch this outside the gate. But now he's in the temple, which represents conversion, which represents that I used to be on the outside. But now I'm on the inside. I'm in the temple. Now I'm saved. Now I've surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. And the Bible said he had been he got and he was just leaping in the temple. What got me is that was the only description that you read about this man is he leaped in the temple. And the point is this right here. It's not enough. I'm glad that you're saved this morning. I'm glad that you know Jesus Christ. But let's go deeper because that's not where it starts, stops. That's just where it starts. Because, see, think about it. I, 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 you know, I know this is beach city and everything. And, and we go to the beach and I like to go. I, I like to go to the beach, but I don't like too much of getting in the water. I can swim. Trust me, I can swim, especially if I have to for real, real swim real good. 
But, but I don't prefer, it's not my choice. I like to sit down with a book, watch the waves, watch everybody else, and just chill on the umbrella and call it a day. Now, a pool is a whole different thing. You know, I told the last service, you know, you know, Pastor Ben's always trying to get me to go surfing. I was like, man, come on. Really? And I told him, I said, okay, here's the deal. The day you go out there and you find five black brothers swim, surfing at the same time, I said, that's the day I'll go with you. And I'm not talking about those black wetsuits either. And I'm not talking about the jokers that's tanned either that's been out there for long. I'm talking about real brothers. We don't do that. I told him, I said, a few years ago, you remember the Olympics? I said, I'm not trying to be funny. I said, when I saw the, the, the swim relay race and I saw that brother on the third leg, I said, ah, oh, what are we doing? How did he get on the third? Oh, God. And lo and behold, we were ahead until he got in the water. Joker got walked down. That's why when Michael Phelps, Phelps had to have that amazing comeback, you remember? The brother lost the lead. Listen, we don't do that. We stay on land, land sports. Just saying. But, and so, you know, I'll get in there with my ankles. And, but, but you notice when you're standing there, and, notice how things are still muddy. When you're in there on your ankles, stuff is still muddy. Because see, when you first, you can be saved, but you're still a little muddy. You guys, you're still struggling with some things. You're still dealing with some things. And the thing about the water at your ankles, see, when waves come, you know, here's my first, here's my first response. Oh, I got to get up out of here. <laughs> but see, that's what happens when you stay ankle deep in God. It's easy for you to just jump out. When things come up against you, it's easy for you to just jump out of church when things go wrong. It's easy. One day I'm, I'm in church and one day I'm out of church. See, when it's only ankle deep, there's really not enough resistance to hold you. There's really not enough commitment to keep you. And that's why you can't stay there. And see, there's a lot of people that's leaping in the temple, but you can't stay there. God has not saved you just to get you to heaven for you to just stop. There's a plan for your life. There's a purpose for your life. There's a dream to be fulfilled. There's a vision to be carried out. God's got an investment inside of you for you to make a contribution while you're here and now. So let's go deeper. And then he said, let's go. The next, he said, it went to the knees. And knees, it speaks of progression. It went a little further. And, and you know, knees represents devotion. What do you mean? I get on my knees to pray. Sometimes we get on our knees to worship. Our knees, we got to humble ourselves and we've moved on and we progressed a little bit. We're not where we used to be. We're not where we want to be. We're not at Z and we're not at A. We're just somewhere in between. You know what I'm saying? We're just there. But here's the thing about that. That's good. But you know, babies crawl on their knees. And it's not a newborn. It's a baby because it's progressed, but it's on his knees. See, the Bible says in Hebrews 5, Paul was teaching and he said, you guys have a problem because you have failed to desire to progress in your walk and relationship with God. 
You're still stuck on the elementary teachings of Jesus Christ. He said, by now, you ought to be teachers of other people. He said, but because you have failed to progress, because you have failed to go further in your walk and relationship, you are still a babe in Christ. You have not been able to exercise yourself in righteousness and move forward. And so, therefore, I know you may, you've been in church for 50 years, but 50 years in church doesn't constitute spiritual maturity. You you can be in, listen, you can have somebody that's only been in church four years that walk in a deeper level of, of spiritual maturity than someone been in 64 years because it's not about the number of years that you have in church, but it's how well that you have grown in this word that you've been in church. Let's go deeper. And then he said next, he said he moved from the ankles to the knees and he went to the waist. Now, I want you to notice that when you get waist deep, it's great. Because see, now that you're wasting, it's really affecting the way that you walk. You, now you just see an, an ankle and knee, you can still run, you can still move. But now that it's up to here, you don't walk the same. I can't move. No, 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 no. No, no, you know, no, when it was at knees and ankles, you could easily get pulled away. But now, now, now I got a little resistance on me. I had a little something that's holding me in place. So, so I don't just give myself into things because see the more, the, the, the deeper I go, watch this, the less flesh you see, the deeper I go. The less flesh is revealed, the less flesh is exposed. And now, um, now the waves of the water are having a greater impact on my life. Have you ever got in there in, in waist deep and a wave hits you and it, it just it just carries you? It takes you. But 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 see, here's the thing about waist deep, though. You're still touching the bottom. In other words, you're still standing in your own strength. You're still standing in your own ability. And listen, you will never know the benefits of God's strength as long as you try to stand in your strength and your ability. Paul put it like this. I love what he said. He, he said, he said um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he said, in my weakness, his strength is made perfect. He says, I'm strongest when I'm weakest. Isn't that something? He said, he said, God's strength is attracted to my weakness. And listen, I have in order for me to experience the depth of his strength, I have to be willing to admit the shallowness of my weakness. I have to get to a place where I say, God, I'm not strong enough. God, I'm not wise enough. God, I I don't know enough if you don't strengthen me if you don't help me if you don't sustain me if you won't keep me I won't make it I won't come out I won't come through I need your strength to be a husband I need your strength to be a father I need your strength to be a businessman I need your strength to be a pastor and a leader I need your strength to live a life that totally pleases you I need your strength and then the Bible said Let's go a little bit deeper because after he got to waste, the Bible said that he went over and he got in that river and it was nothing but waters to swim in. Now, once he got in those waters, the scripture said the river was carrying Ezekiel and his strength wasn't carrying him. His intellectualism wasn't carrying him. His ability, the ways was carrying him. I told the last service, I've, I, we've gone on vacation and we went to resorts where they have what they call lazy rivers. And all you do is get on that tube and, and they already have a predestined course that the flow of the river follows to take you on. 
And so you need to understand that God has a predestined course. Oh God, that he's already set for your life and your purpose and call. All you need to do is lay, oh my God, uh, on the inner tube of his unchanging hand and allow the flow of the spirit to navigate you through. Oh my Lord, he knows the routes to take. He knows the paths to take. You may go through some ups, you may go through some downs, some ins and outs, but ultimately before you got in it, before you ever, ever got in, he already had your destination set. And all I need to do is just rest in him and trust in him and believe in him to know that my steps are ordered. My past are directed. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. My times are in his hand. That's why I won't get discouraged when hell comes my way. Throw everything you got at me. Talk about me. Hit me left and right. But God has a set plan. I may detour a little bit, but I'm going to hit the mark. I may slow down a little bit, but I'm going to hit the mark. Paul never said Satan stopped me. He just said he hindered me. I'm telling you, the devil can't stop what God has started in your life. What he started, he will finish. What he promised, he will fulfill. And what you commit to him, he will keep. It's already set. Give him praise for the set flow for your life. Ooh, I feel something up here. Get in the flow of his presence. Get in the flow of his power. This is where God wants us to be. This is where God has called us to be. This is where God is looking for people. He's looking for people that will go beyond shallow thinking, shallow mentality, shallow visions, shallow dreams, shallow faith. Come on, come on, somebody. He's calling you this morning. He's saying, come, come, Peter, out of that boat. Come, come, come. I've got some deeper stuff for you. Come from the shore of complacency. Come from the shore of normalcy. Come from the shore of mediocrity. Come from the shore, oh, my God, the shore of tradition and what used to be. There's a deeper place for you. I wonder if God stopped by Free Chapel this morning. Could he find a people that says, I won't settle for wet soles. I won't settle for wet ankles. I won't settle for wet knees. I won't settle for wet waist. All I want is waters to swim in. Give me all that I got. I won't settle when I know there's more. I won't quit when I know that there's greater. Well, you don't want to get in too deep. Don't get in over your head. That's what's wrong. That's what's wrong. That's, the, those, that's what the world says. Well, you know, just be careful. You know, you want to, you know, you know, know what? You may not want to get in too deep in your mess and your stuff. But I'm talking about getting deep in God. I'm talking about getting deep in the Holy Ghost. Ba baby, I ain't worried about drowning in him. I'm not worried about sinking in him because as long as he's in my boat, I don't care what storm may rage. I'm going to the other side. I don't care how it thunders and the lightning roars. He's in my boat and I'm going to the other side. Let's go deeper. This is what he has. Can I get practical with you? Let's go deeper in our service to God. Ooh. Huh. I said, let's go deeper in our service for God. Commitment to God 
in God's house. Let me just let me just go there. Some of you have been here for years, attend many services, and you're still not involved, not serving anywhere, not being mean. I'm not being ugly. Let's just go deeper. Let's go deeper. See, the Bible said in verse 11, it said, out of all the things that were living, 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 it gets to verse 11, and then it said, a swamp, where things were dead, where things no longer exist. It said that's where the river had stopped flowing. Ooh. See, a swamp is nothing more than a river that used to flow. Now there's no life in it. Now it's shallow. And a swamp, you know what it is? It's a place that breeds insects, breeds bacteria, breeds infection, breeds disease. And it's shallow, nothing live, nothing that has any value because it has ceased to flow. Some of you are saying, God, I want you to do. I want you to do. I want you to do. And God is looking at you saying, when are you going to do? When are you going to go deeper in your involvement? We got a whole connection lounge full of opportunities for you to go deeper. And for some of you, all I'm doing is confirming what God has already been speaking. And, you, and, and, and he's saying it again. You've been playing. You've been t- No, no. It's time. Now is the time. Today is the day. Let's go deeper. Because, see, the only remedy, to watch this, for stagnation is activation. It's only when that thing begins to flow that life comes back into it. Could it be that your breakthrough is not connected in you just sitting on a seat, but you getting up and serving? Because he says he gives seed to the sower. If you ain't sowing, he not giving no seed. Oh, God. I know you don't want to hear this, but that's why we in church. Because it's time for you to go deeper. Let's get deeper in our service for God. Let's get deeper in volunteering. Let's get deeper in stepping up to the plate and raising up his. Like Yanni said, if I make his, oh, God. If you take care of my house, I'm going to take care of your house. Let's go in deeper with our involvement and take care of God's house. We was going to be quiet on that. Let's go deeper. You ready? The next thing. Let's go deeper. Not only in our commitment. And serving. But let's go deeper in the word. Let's go deeper in the word of God. What do you mean by that, Javon? Understand this. You will never progress spiritually beyond your knowledge of the word of God. Listen. This. There is a greater revelation of God's word for you and your life. I don't care what you've seen up until this point. I don't care what you've heard up until this point. See, Jesus made this statement. He said, because of your tradition, the scripture said, the word of God has made, been made ineffective. Because You know what tradition is? Doing what I've always done, saying what I've always said, not believing to do anything different. I know there's some traditions that are are okay, but he was specifically saying, he said, you're just caught up in the religious ways and how you've always done it on the law and you don't even realize the greater revelation that's standing before you. And what God is saying, don't you limit him. Listen, there's, there's a revelation between every letter and every word on every page of that book. 
And God is saying, I want to take you deeper, a deeper revelation of understanding, a deeper knowledge of, of, of who I am. The Bible said he revealed himself through the word to Samuel and Shiloh. It's through the word of God that God will begin to show you things that you've never seen before. Mark talks about it. He said that was one of the problems. He said there was those that had no depth in the word. He said the sower came, but because there were no depth, when hardships and struggles came, the word was burnt up and scorched and choked out because there was no depth. But then Jesus explained exactly who they were. He said, these are those. They hear the word, watch this, and receive it with gladness. One translation said they receive it emotionally. In other words, I don't receive it to change my life. I just receive it to make me feel good. Emotional. Oh, preach me happy preacher today. Preach me happy, Pastor Ben. Preach me happy, Pastor Ben. Oh, let me go and see what they're going to preach today. I'm ready to begin. I'm ready to get emo. Listen, listen. I know that, 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 that the word can excite an emotion, but if the, the revelation and the reception of your word is only emotion deep, then you're in trouble. Ooh, I got goosebumps. I got, I get those at concerts. And Lecrae or Chris Tomlin is not on stage. I've got those in movies. Uh-oh. It excites me. Listen, I don't want goosebumps to give me a feeling. I need a word that's going to change my soul. I don't need goosebumps for a feeling. I need a word to transform my heart. Uh, is anybody here? The Bible said the word should pierce. It should go deep into the depths of my soul. And we can't come into the house of God looking for an emotional fix. We need to come in and say, Lord, I open myself up. I make my heart and my spirit the target of the sword of the spirit. Pierce me, penetrate me, stick me to I'm not the same person anymore let's go deeper in prayer let's go deeper the Bible said this notice did you catch it in the scripture that 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 the watch this the water flowed south of the altar there was a flow after the altar the altar is a place of sacrifice but it's also a place of prayer it's time to go deeper that prayer is not just your response to crisis. That we don't pray only when things are bad. What if we became to the, to the place that we're praying more proactively and not just reactively? Because if we prayed more preventatively or proactively, we might be preventing some things that we're now proactive, come on, reactively praying for. Maybe if I'd have prayed beforehand, I'd have stopped that situation. Maybe if I'd have prayed beforehand, it would have never came to pass. Maybe if I prayed and sought God when there is money in the bank account, when I am walking in good hell, when all my children are saved, because see, it's in that time, watch this, you are making De oh God deposits in the spirit that you can later take withdrawals from Solomon I thought about this last night Pastor Ben as we was praying I look the Bible said when Solomon prayed in the temple listen to these words in 2nd Chronicles 7 he said when he prayed 
Watch this. The fire fell. <laughs> Consumed the sacrifice. And the glory filled the temple. And the priests could not minister. They couldn't get in. Because the glory was so thick. The power and the presence of God was so strong. And we normally stop there. But this is what got me. It said, then the children Israel, Israel, watch this. When they saw the fire fall, they fell on their faces and began to worship God. Let's go deeper in prayer. That's why we have Saturday night prayers. Could it be that if we'll get in here and we'll pray that the fire will fall, consume the sacrifice of our fast, that these service would be filled with so much glory that when, oh my God, the onlookers and the naysayers, they see the glory of the Lord, they'll have to declare, I don't care what people have said, there's something greater, there's something bigger, there's something stronger than religion, it's bigger than a man, and I can't help when I walk in that church, but fall on my face and worship. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and heal their land. Last thing, and I'm closing. Let's go deeper. For some of you, and this has been on my heart, actually one of the things I'm fasting about, your deeper level is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Oh yeah, I'm talking about it. The days that we don't, we're not going, not this church is going to be quiet about it. Jesus stood up in John, in John chapter 7 and the Bible said, if any man thirst, believe on me and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And this he spake of the Holy Spirit that had not yet to come. But I want you to see something. What was he talking about? He was at one of the feasts. And one of the traditional actions of the feast, watch this, was they would pour water out at that feast. Signifying how under the, in the Old Testament, when they were in the wilderness, how God calls water to come out of the rock. And what he was saying... You don't even understand that I was that rock. I was that rock back then, symbolically, and I am that rock right now. And what he was saying was, you got to go deeper than that. God Almighty, you're still stuck back there, but I'm trying to bring you present to a place that you can experience out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Paul came on believers. Man, I feel this. He came in the book of Acts. He came to believers. Acts 16. And he said, Have you been baptized since you believe? I'm glad that you're a believer. I'm glad that you're saved. I'm glad that you, you, you move between wet soles and wet ankles and knee deep and wet. But, but, but I got a question for you. Have you been baptized since you, since you believed? And they said, we don't know what baptism you're talking about. 
and he said, what baptism have you been by? He said, all we know is John. He said, that's cool. That's the baptism of repentance. He said, but there's one that came after John that's greater. And they baptized them in the name of Jesus. And the scripture said, they laid hands on them and said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. And they were baptized in the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues and prophesy. I'm telling some of you, have you, oh God, have you been baptized since you believe? I don't care what tradition has told you. I don't care what other denomination has told you. I'm not talking about a denomination. I'm talking about a promise in this book that the Bible said it is for you and your children. And I'm telling you, friend, that's what we need in these days. We need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We need a prayer language that could communicate to heaven that demons can't detect, that devils can't decode. I'm talking about a place in God that a power and an authority comes on your life. Listen, I was vacillating back and forth in my wall, but when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, when I began to speak in tongues, there's something that came over me that says you're not going to stay here in the shallow. You got to go deeper. It's for you and your children. Stand to your feet. You and your children. That's what I kept hearing. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were blessed.